You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Big Dave at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. You can also shoot us an email, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com. And of course, that text to voicemail line, always there for you, our fellow Bulls fans, 331-979-1369 is that number. We'll get to some mailbag later on in the week. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in today's episode. All right, Big Dave, we got a lot to get to today. The Bulls' second-round pick from the 2020 draft is uh, rumored to be on his way to Chicago with his agent right now, potentially, to sign on the dotted line and be a part of the Bulls' roster for next season. We also got to talk about a yet another exhibition loss for Team USA last night and the latest rumors and reports about one Lonzo Ball, potential point guard free agent target for the Chicago Bulls. We got some updates there from Mr. One Sham Sharanya earlier today. To kick things off, Big Dave, how you doing, buddy? Are you excited for Game 4 tomorrow night? I'm so excited for Game 4 that I thought it was tonight. <laughs> I did, I know. Why do we have two games or, or two days off between game three and four when they're in the same city. I don't. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'm. I'm so ready. Like I'm so hyped. It, you know what it is, Matt? It's the fact that a team won a game that was down 0 to two. So now your imagination just flies at the possibilities of more basketball. You know, you're like, oh yeah, great. Now, oh man, it might go seven, or you know, they might tie it up, and we get more games out of this. You know, so just the possibilities of a long series because that's that's all we want man as basketball fans it's just a long series that's all we really want exactly i mean i'm i'm really hoping milwaukee ties this up at two to two tomorrow night and, and i honestly i hope it goes seven because we only yeah. have a few more games left and then what do we do with ourselves like yeah okay <laughs> baseball's happening fine uh you know yeah. like nfl training camp will be not too far away but for, for us NBA junkies, man, once the finals are over, then we just have to wait. Um, yeah. But fortunately, there's there's plenty of off-season storylines going on in the NBA, too. Uh, and we will get to some of that later on in today's show. First, though, other basketball, not NBA mm-hmm. basketball, but the uh, prelude to the Olympics. Team USA dropped their second consecutive exhibition game last night, losing to an Australian squad that, despite being without Ben Simmons, is still laden with NBA talent. I think they got Mm -hmm. seven or eight NBA players on their roster. They're a good team that's been together for many years. Like It Mm -hmm. it is an Australia team that is comprised of a lot of the same players over spanning multiple Olympics and multiple FIBA World Cups. So they beat Team USA, and all over my Twitter timeline last night at the conclusion of that game, I hear people everywhere like, fire Greg Popovich. This team is an embarrassment. What the hell's going on? Fire and I know Greg we talked Popovich. about this a little bit after the loss to Nigeria, but I was sitting there saying, are we really this upset about a couple of <laughs> exhibition losses? Yes, there are some issues. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of cohesion or chemistry with this, this team that, by the way, had what? 
maybe four practices together before their first exhibition game. And, you know, it, it is a team that kind of gets thrown together. There's a lot of NBA talent, but they're maybe not necessarily like perfectly built as a right. team, as a collective right. unit. Agreed. Poor execution offensively down the stretch. And defensively, they got picked apart by shout out to the legend, Patty Mills, who had That's 10 of his 22 in the fourth quarter of that game. Big Dave, your thoughts on USA dropping that one to the Aussies? Well, I haven't left my take that it's just practice. <laughs> and I'm, I'm still kind of there. Like, dude, it's practice. Uh, like you said, four times they've practiced together and played. And everybody's like, well, yeah, the teams in the past did it. Well, this isn't as talented of a team. If you look at those teams in the past, they don't have a Steph Curry on this team. There's no LeBron James on this team. There's no Anthony Davis on this team. We got Jeremy Grant. You know what I mean? Like, right. So you're missing some people. And also... That was my first time watching them yesterday. I mean, they also were playing some of the guys they have on the practice squad. So you saw Darius Garland out there. You saw Sadiq Bay out there. You know, it wasn't like, come on, guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, listen, right. I know you don't think highly. A lot of people might not think highly of the world when it comes to basketball, but they've definitely caught up. Like you said, Matt, about seven, uh, eight players on that Australia team. And they're good and they're cohesive and they know how to play together. Um, this team still doesn't know how to play together. There's no playmaker. Uh, how John Morant isn't on this team is still insane to me. Uh, but there's no playmaker on this team. Uh, their defense is super suspect because they have no true big man like that. And, you know, they just don't play together yet. Like, they they don't know what everybody wants to do and what everybody likes to do. So they got to figure out different roles, you know, and get that established. And then by the time the Olympics roll around, they should be fine. But let me also give love to international team basketball here because people really, you can't keep crapping on They've caught up. Listen, and I can make the argument, Matt, and, and I don't believe this, but I can make a legitimate argument that the top three players in the NBA are all not from here. And I, I mean, I can argue Luka, I can argue Jokic, and I can argue Giannis. I can argue those though they're being the top three players in the league, and it's a legitimate argument I can make for that. So don't sit there and act like, you know, this is just shocking that they're whooping you like this or playing basketball like this. No, they've been getting whooped on since 92, since all this kicked off with the Dream Team. At some right. point in time, they're going to catch up, and now they've yeah. caught up, man, and they look a little better. So, yeah. it's It's been 30 years <laughs> since the Dream Team. And there were a bunch of, you know, Arturis Karnaschovas, our new executive VP of basketball ops, was like taking pictures with his old school like Polaroid or whatever on the sidelines of a USA game yes. while he was there playing the game. Yes, yes. And, and there are younger, down, no younger international players who were kids, who were my age, who were your age, who were watching those 92 Olympics thinking, holy crap, that's awesome. I want to play basketball. Right. And here we are 30 years later. You got Luca. You got Giannis. You have all these amazing international players who are not only just NBA capable, but some of them, as you said, are the best players in the NBA and therefore the best in the world now. And they don't play for Team USA. And the yeah. amount of like NBA slash hoops fans who were reacting to that second exhibition loss last night. I, like we're blowing my mind with just and, and there was that reporter who kind of got into it with Pop a little bit. Uh, yeah. a, a second consecutive question from that reporter about how, well, why aren't you blowing these teams out? And Pop was like, like, let's not disrespect this international competition. Yeah. Yes, yeah. everybody just assumes ingrained in our DNA, USA basketball goes to Olympics or World Cups, heavy favorites, right? Yeah. And I, yeah. I think most people believe that's still how it should be. Yeah. And I yeah. would have said, 
USA odds on favorites to win coming into these Olympics. Maybe they'll take gold. Maybe they won't. If they don't, it shouldn't be some shocking, horrible, like burn it down kind of result. Maybe USA basketball needs to tinker with some things and rethink how they approach these competitions. Because, you know, as I was saying earlier, other international programs spend a lot more time together working on their rosters, perfecting their their strategies, and catering their their specific game strategies to the FIBA rules, the Olympic rules, which are very different than than NBA rules. And it's like the NBA, it's like, okay, some of you just played in a, you know, in one or two or three playoff series. Three of their best players on the roster are still playing in the finals right now. They're not even with the team yet. Mm-hmm. Throw them together and see if you're just sheer talent without any cohesion or time to gel and time to practice is still better than the international competition that, as you said, is much better than it used to be. So yeah. if, if if they just go 0-3 in group play and tuck their tails between their legs, then we can talk about yeah. USA basketball needing drastic changes. For but real. two exhibition losses against quality opponents, I I just don't see what people are freaking out about. Yeah, I can't I can't get with that. And if you watch that game, that was my first time, you know, watching them play. They just look like a team who doesn't know. <laughs> and they're still playing individual basketball. That's right. all you kind of saw in that fourth quarter. That was no team. Uh, Jason Tatum was getting on my nerves. I don't know why he got so much tick, but he, what is he, 0 for 6, I think, from the three-point line? Just, just he, chucking bricks. Chucking brick cities, man. It was crazy. Looks and like they Denzel were just, out there. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get one in, baby. But – they were, they were just shooting so many threes. Like it's like they were that was their answer to everything because that's what they used to usually do in the NBA. They're like, oh, we're down, I'm coming down, I'm shooting this three. That's what's gonna happen. There was no play being run. You know, there was nobody like, hey, go over here, hit this, we'll get that and get an easy two. Hey, we got a mismatch here, let's get it inside. There was none of that. There was everybody just chugging up shots and they were figuring it out. And and that's all I kind of saw was a team that still doesn't really know what they are yet. But right. it's still it's still ridiculously talented that I'm not concerned to the point where I'm going to be worried. Like you said, Matt, they're going to have to just really show me that they can't beat anybody. And then I'll be like, "Uh uh-oh, what are we doing here? Uh, As I saw somebody mention on Twitter last night, and, and, you know, it wasn't a surprise because a lot of these names I knew were first-timers, but did you know that Kevin Durant, Draymond, and Kevin Love are the only three people on this roster with previous Olympic experience? Wow. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin that. Love ain't even seeing the floor. So basically, you got you got Durant and Draymond as your two that have been here before and know what they're doing. And everybody yeah. else is still trying to get acclimated. A, a, a week's worth of practices and a couple of exhibition games. Hopefully they can get a little bit more team cohesion and, and, a, and a better offensive strategy um, and, and a better defensive strategy because that team doesn't yeah. look like they're interested in playing defense at all right now. No, um, they're not, Matt. No, they're not. It was not. honestly kind, kind of fun to watch Patty Mills pick him apart in the fourth quarter. <laughs> oh, that move he did on Kevin Durant at the end Ooh. when he jumped in his body and Ooh. laid it up over his head. I said, oh, my God. And I was like, they're not playing. But real quick, I wanted to say this real quick. and Because people keep talking about, you know, in the past, what, 30 years up until this point, they had only lost two games in the exhibition. And now they lost these two games here. The first thing I thought of was, well, you know, the old 4 team, they went 5-1 and one in exhibitions. <laughs> okay. What they end up with? They ended up with a bronze. All right. So I don't care. You forget about your exhibitions. Talk to me about the Olympics. Get to the Olympics and then it will matter, guys. Let these guys figure it out. Let them practice. Don't worry. Not yet. Not yet. 
kudos to the Aussies, man. I come from the land oh. under. <laughs> women, 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 blender. What a name, man. Great stuff. Great stuff. Vegemite All right, sandwich, um, man. Got to get one. No, I, dude, I, I have tried Vegemite. Not good. Not, not good. good. <laughs> okay. Definitely not well. good. Uh, you, you know who is good, though? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Holy jeez. Oh. The games that we have seen from him in games two and three particularly, even his game one performance in the finals coming out of will he even be able to play because right. a week prior, his knee went the complete opposite direction as far as how knees go. And yeah. like, we thought he was done. You saw yeah. that injury. You were like, that dude ain't playing until next season, and hopefully he plays next season. And yeah. here he is in the NBA Finals. A monster game two got no help from his sidekicks and role players. They dropped game two. If he gets even a little help, they probably win game two. They're probably up two to one instead of down two to one in this series right now. But Giannis is our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week for those games that he has put forth in two and three of these NBA Finals. You know he had 34, 12, and 6 through three quarters in game three? That's an impressive wow. stat line for a whole game. Wow. 34, 12, and 6 wow. through three quarters. Wow. That is this, domination. This wow. dude is – I am so glad that we are getting to see Giannis play in these finals, especially for all of the injuries that we have had to see uh, star players go through it leading up to these playoffs and then in these playoffs. It is a real bummer, um, and it is such – a, a blessing and a wonderful thing that that Giannis was able to come back from that horrible looking injury and play in these NBA finals because he has been dominant and entertaining. Uh, joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game, and it's only worth it if you enjoy it. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, grab yourself a case of Michelob Ultra when you get ready to watch game four with you and your buddies tomorrow night. Shout out and congrats once again to Giannis Antetokounmpo, aptly named the freak, because I don't know how he is playing after that knee injury. That, that is freakish stuff. Um, freakish. But uh, Michelob Ultra, freakishly delicious, and low-carbs, low, 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 carbs, low cows. So get yourself a case of Michelob Ultra for Game 4 on deck in Do the it. NBA Finals tomorrow night. Only worth it, it if you enjoy it. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. I am very much enjoying watching the Greek Freak in these NBA Finals right now. Yes. Today's episode of Locked Up Bulls is also brought to you by Theragun. Maybe Giannis Ooh. used Theragun on that knee or on his <laughs> entire body. I tell you what, I, I get sore back just from sitting on my couch watching basketball. Um, you do, man. But you do. I, I do have a Theragun, Dave, and it is amazing. That thing is a miracle worker. Is Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's just as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 mm. Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration mm. alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stress of sitting on your couch watching basketball, there's no substitute <laughs> for the Theragun Gen 4. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and me, not a professional athlete. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now to get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on theragun.com slash locked on.
All right, Big Dave, transitioning yes, into some more Bulls-related topics. Ooh. There was uh, there was some stuff going around Twitter earlier today, um, and you credits you found the initial source of this uh, of this Marco Simonovich talk that's been going mm. around Bulls Twitter. It was a picture posted on Instagram by his agent. Uh, of them, presumably, I don't know. It looked like they were like sitting some, like it looked like a restaurant, not an airport. But basically, the yeah. caption said, "Like we're on our way to Chicago." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Marco's about to be a bull. Essentially, I'm yeah. paraphrasing, and you know, Google Translate because the tweet was in not English. <laughs> but everybody is now wondering: Does this mean after AK said in his end of season comments when was asked about Marco, and there he said he is very much in our future plans? but wouldn't necessarily commit to him being on the roster for the 21-22 season. Do you think that Marco and his agent heading towards Chicago, that post on Twitter was like, you know, in the middle of the night last night. Mm-hmm. Do you think we are, a, you know, a few hours or maybe a day away from the Bulls making an official announcement and a picture of Marco signing on the dotted line? You know, I want to be kind of reserved about it, but – at the same time, when I saw that Instagram post, Matt, and it said one-way ticket to Chicago is what it said. It said one-way ticket to Chicago with the exclamation point and a bull and a basketball on the American flag. Right. What else am I supposed to do with myself when I see that on the screen from your agent? Uh, he could easily just said, hey, we're going to Chicago, uh, you know, like that. He could have said, but when you put one-way that means you ain't coming back. Right. <laughs> that means you're here to stay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. One way means that that's it. That's it. We're cut off. So, yeah, I think we should see that he will be signed in the next few days because that's what I'm taking from this Instagram post. Um, Marco, I mean, like <laughs> it was funny, but you're right. Because sitting there looking at that picture of them in the restaurant, they both just looked like they weren't enjoying the restaurant, but it was like a really cool picture. It was like, right. just like... We're going to play basketball. That's it. Thank you. Have a good day. That's what the post looked like. So, but yeah, I think I it got me a little excited only because it's Bulls related and we're getting somebody new. And you know how I feel about AK and Eversley and their uh, uh, assessment of talent. I agree with their assessment of talent. So I'm anxious to see what this guy can do, man, because he's not flying over here. ladies. You're not flying that far away just to come talk to somebody is all I'm saying. You're not just taking that long trip just to come say, hey, how you doing? How's the fam? Y'all doing good? All right. Well, when you're ready to sign me, uh, let me know. I'll, 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 I'll go back. And then you take another long trip back. That doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to say he's going to be signed, Matt, and we should hear it soon. That, uh, that, of course, then begs the question, what should Bulls fans expect from him in his mm-hmm. rookie season? If he is, in fact, a part of this 21-22 roster, Bulls fans have a tendency to perhaps put <laughs> – too heavy of expectations on players. Um, you know, just, you know, eh, something the Bulls fans tend to do. Um, and, and, and a lot of people are immediately like, all right, well, here's here's Lowry's replacement. Assuming yeah. that Lowry Markkinen is going to go either as a restricted free agent or maybe in a sign and trade if the Bulls can work one out. Because Marco, like Lowry, is a big dude. Not quite a seven-footer, but a big dude who can space the floor with the shooting and also do a little bit of stuff in the pick and roll, pick and pop. Um, and, and is also pretty decent attack in the basket at times. Yeah. So the, the expectation question of how much can this dude contribute to, to Billy Donovan's rotation right out of the gate. And I'm just going to say this 
Sure. I, I don't like I haven't watched a lot of Marco Simonovich's tape. You know, I watched his YouTube highlight reels when we drafted him during the 2020 draft. Um, after for a second, we thought we drafted a 37 year old. And I have watched a little bit of his of his game highlights from this previous season at Mega where he played pretty well. But I'm yeah. not going to pretend to know a lot more about his game than I do. Someone whose opinion I do respect, and I'm not sure if you caught this, but Jason Goff had a conversation with Fran Fraschilla on oh. last Friday's Bulls Talk podcast episode okay. for NBC Sports Chicago. And Fran is like international like basketball guru, does his scouting, knows his stuff, is calling these games leading up to the Olympics, and I think is also on the broadcast for Olympic games. The dude knows his international basketball. And when mm -hmm. Goff asked him towards the end of that podcast, he said just, you know, real quick, initial impression on, on Marco Simonovich, our second-round pick. And Fran said, he's a project. Mm. He said, like, could be a good player in the NBA someday, but he is a project and he's not he's not ready yet. Not As mm -hmm. in, like, he's not going to come in and tear the world on fire like, you know, Luka yeah. Doncic style. Right, uh, right. You know, like, let's pump the brakes on Nikola Jokic comparisons just because they're Euros who played for the same team overseas in the Adriatic League. Mm -hmm. So... I'm going to trust Fran's opinion on that and say to our fellow Bulls fans, let's all temper the expectations for this guy. Just out of the gate, let's just temper the expectations. Right out of the gate. I wish I wish I could do the Will Purdue move. You all can see it where he always says, well, he puts his big old size 22 out there and says, pump the brakes, pump the brakes. And he's pushing on that brake. That's kind of how I felt about it because I also talked to, to my guy uh, overseas, uh, Coach Palo, Palo T., uh, shout out, coach. And I asked him about um, Marco, and he told me more about the league that he played in. And what, what he said from that league was basically his league isn't in the Euro League. And the Euro League is, you know, the league, you know, where everybody's at. You know, it's the elite league everybody's in. His team played, did none of that last year. They did play some, he said they played some very good teams. He said they played against some very, very good teams. But they did not play in any of those EuroLeague places last year. And honestly, that concerned me. I'm not going to lie. It did. It, it concerned me um, because I want to see what guys are, you know, in the best league over there. And the best league over there, you know, is the EuroLeague. And it, 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 it alarmed me somewhat. But at the same time, I trust AK and Eversley so much that it kind of just – it, it did like this. It was like, you know, rubbing the dog's back. Like, going, shh, just relax, Big Dave. You good? Just relax. You know they know what they're doing. You know if they know he's a project or not. You know if they know he's ready to come over here and participate in the NBA level. They know it. They wouldn't bring him over here just to bring him over here. You know, you're not just going to come over here because we're desperate. We want to win, but we're not this desperate yet. Like, we're not there. You just, okay? you just really wanted to see the bean, Dave. That's, right. That's why <laughs> Right, you know what I'm saying? No, take a walk around the city for a while. You know what I mean? Hey, they record a rap album with Denzel or something. Do something different. You know, no, no. They're bringing him in here because they feel he's ready to play or at least uh, participate in the NBA play and then grow from there. I do expect him to be a project. Again, I, I didn't expect him to come in and set the world on fire at all. Uh, Luca is one of one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I compare nobody to Luca. He's, right. he's one of one. That's what makes him special. That's what makes superstars special. They're one of one. Giannis didn't come in here that way. Uh, Nikola Jokic didn't come in here that way. Those, those guys had were projects, and you built up a great project, and look at you know what you have now. So right. they obviously see something, 
and him where they're like, you know what? It's time. Let's get him over here and let's get him ready and let's see what we got. So I'm going to trust that. Uh, but I will say him not playing in the best league was a little alarming. But he did, according to the coach, he did play against some really, really good teams. So we'll see what right. we got, man. Just, but yeah, pump the brakes. We'll see what we got. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, and, and, you know, if if there is a transition period where coming from the Adriatic League to, to the NBA, he mm-hmm. is not quite at the ready to to play you know, five on five against the best players in the world. Better, better to start that prospect project sooner rather than later. Like, at least that's yeah. my opinion. That's my way of looking at it. And it's not like the Bulls are going to need to ask him to come in and start right away because Bulls fans are thinking like, okay, Lowry's gone. This second round pick, Marco Zimanovic, because there are some general similarities to their game, he's going to be the new Lowry who up until the back end of his final season with us assuming it was his final season was a starter yeah i don't think marco's gonna come in and start and i don't think he needs no. to i mean no <laughs> depending on if the bulls go out and sign a different point guard to you know uh compete with kobe for the starting point guard spot it'll be kobe or whoever that is they bring in zach levine hopefully a healthy troy brown jr to maybe play the three pete up at the four and and Vooch at the five, uh, and, and yeah. especially if Kobe's you know uh, injury takes some time, then whoever is that point guard is that point guard. But you know, th- there's a starting five. You don't need Marco when you're starting five. If he can play bench minutes and you know have some nights where he looks okay, looks like there's some some uh, you know optimism for his future, while also mm-hmm. maybe learning the hard way some nights. Yeah, that fine. Let's just start yeah. that process now. Yeah, I'm. I tell you what I do like about him, Matt. I like the fact he knows he's again. My, you know, I say it all the time. I like the fact he knows he's seven feet tall. I really enjoy when when I was watching that he was like, "Hey, I'm taller than you." <laughs> yeah, you know whether whether he was shooting or whether he was rebounding. Uh, the rebounding's you know is what impressed me. I'm I'm not you know the shooting. Yeah, that's great and all that stuff. But when you're that tall, I expect a little dirty dirty work out of you. And right. he didn't seem like he had a problem doing that, which has been one of our issues, we you know, with Lowry. Right. Uh, but it seemed like he didn't have an issue doing the dirty work and getting those dirty points. And I've liked that aspect of his game, along with the shooting and things like that, and the pass, and, you know, those things that we saw that look good. But it's the fact he realized he was seven feet tall, like, hey, I can block a shot, you know what I mean, because I'm tall and, you know, I look like I know where to be on the floor. Uh, but right. my question to you, Matt, is is – does this spell the end of, of Lowry Markinen's Bulls career here? I, I don't think that Marco coming over necessarily would weigh heavily in that decision from Lowry's perspective and from AK and Eversley's perspective. I think, you know, uh, an insurance policy of another player in your front court, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think regardless of if they – said, you know what, Marco, we're going to let you simmer over in Europe, play for Mega for another year, and then we'll we'll bring you over for 22-23. Or you want to let, – let's bring you in now. I think that regardless of how that Marco stuff was going to go down, it seemed very unlikely that Lowry was going to come back. Mm. It seemed mm. from what we were seeing and, and what everyone involved, Lowry, his reps, and the Bulls were saying – that there was a change of scenery that was that was going to be happening. Um, so yeah. I don't think Marco necessarily weighs heavily in, in that regard. I think even if they had left Marco overseas for another year, Lowry would be gone, which isn't even official yet. 
But the mm-hmm. fact that we're all talking about it as a foregone conclusion makes me believe that Marco Simonovic signing or not has nothing to do with Lowry's future. Mm, that's a great way to put it. So it's it's not it's not the death nail or anything like that. The death nail was kind of the season. <laughs> yeah, the death okay, nail okay. was plenty of nights where Lowry had zero, one, or two rebounds, and yes. anytime, oh. anytime he blocked a shot, you were like, "Oh my God, Lowry blocked a shot!" <laughs> <laughs> yes. check, uh, so career total blocks, the count is now to six. Wow, oh, congrats! Seven feet tall. Come on, Lowry. I love you, man. Come on. <sighs> uh, Big Dave, before we get to the latest in the Lonzo Ball Circus, do you yes. want to tell our listeners about rockauto.com? Matt, it would be my undying pleasure. Now, let me speak to the people right now. With the ever-increasing numbers of making models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. When you endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, you know from those, you know how they ask you those crazy questions, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer using the only brand the warehouse happens to carry, you have computers at home, ladies and gentlemen, and you know what you can do in them? You can type in rockauto.com. Save time, save money. Now, why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto is also a family-owned business. You know you love family. They are serving the do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have reliably low prices for every single customer and i'm telling you that they're good so you must know that so go explore their easy to use website today to find a solution to your auto part needs amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com yeah absolutely beautiful i like that i like the vibrato i've i've never done an ad read that good Never. <laughs> I've been reading ads on this podcast for three and a half years. I've never done an ad read that well. It's just the singing, Matt. That's all. I'm it's just the singing. I'm, the singing is what I'm did. Telling you, man. I we, this is the slow transition to me making you do every single ad read. <laughs> uh, and you know the people want it. You know the people want it. Somebody on Twitter, I think it was Troy. Shout out Troy, who was like, "Hey, man." Yeah. Big day that the Avery was great. Now do rockauto.com. <laughs> that is that that was a first. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. That was definitely a first. Cause you do the ad reads. Yeah, yeah, your basketball knowledge, cool. But the ad reads, man. Do the ad reads, man. <laughs> the ads are why we are here. Right. <laughs> uh, who cares about your basketball opinions? Um yes. Speaking of basketball opinions, all right, Big Dave, the latest from Sean Chiranya for The Athletic earlier today, uh, a column that started out with the latest on Ben Simmons. We're going to leave Ben Simmons alone for now. I'm a little sick of the Ben Simmons talk, and he wasn't necessarily tied to the Bulls in this report. So we're going to talk about the teams and the players that were tied that involved the Bulls, and that is Lonzo Ball. Here's what Sham said. New Orleans is unlikely to match a significant offer sheet for Ball, sources said. Ball, 23, is among the top point guards in this free agent market. The Bulls and Clippers are expected to be among the teams interested in him, according to sources. Big Dave. Mm. My first thought when I read that is, okay, what does significant offer mean? Because (laughs) there are some other options out there for the Bulls that 
if significant offer for Lonzo is something well north of twenty million, I want nothing to do with it. I don't know about mm. you. Mm, I'm sorry, man. Like you know, all I hear is Chris Farley in my head. Right. Do? <laughs> I don't bathe normally. <laughs> oh man, um, it's this is so interesting because obviously it's down to those two teams. And honestly, I kind of want to throw New York in there because you know, you know, Thibs really wants him. You know, he does. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to throw them in there. And, and we've heard Lonzo is interested in New York as well. So there's yes. mutual interest. He clearly wants to go, and John hates this, but he clearly wants to go to big market teams. He clearly wants to go to L.A., Chicago, or New York. Because regardless if you believe in big markets or not, those are still huge uh, marketplaces, especially for exposure, you know, as far as uh, uh, commercials and endorsements and all that other kind of stuff. Hashtag now, abolish you, big markets. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Friday. Make sure y'all tune in. John Sabine, be in the house. Um. <laughs> I, I am worried for two things. One, like you just said, the con- the money. If this man comes in and, and is like, give me 25 mil, and I got to oh. <laughs> I'll be like, I don't know about that one, my man. I want you, and I really do think you're talented, and I think you'll be great, and you'll be a wonderful fit here. But ugh, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot, my man. That's a lot, but he's he's shown that he's gotten better and he's improved all the things we thought he couldn't do every single year. So I got to give that to him. Every year I've, I've watched him improve his shot. He from a dude who you were like, he can never shoot ever to a very respectable three-point shooter, a guy you have to actually account for. Uh, here's the second thing that worries me, Matt. The other two teams I just mentioned, you know he wants to be in New York. He likes the bright lights in the big city, okay? He wants to be there for that. And you know he wants to be back in L.A. because that's where he's from. And what better place to do it than in the place that let go of you and the team gave up on you? What better place to do it at than the other team? You know, than the other team that's saying, hey, we believe in you. They never did. But why don't you come here and you beat the guy who kicked you out of here? Like, that would be a great thing. The third thing that troubles me, Matt, are the owners (laughs) for those other two teams because their pockets are deep. And they have no problem paying that money. So he can throw out an an absorbent, yes. He can throw out an absorbent, crazy amount of money to pay these guys. And they'll say, if they really want them, they'll be like, yep, you got it. 30 million, I got you. Like, they can do that. And so that's the things that are concerning. And also, L.A. has Kawhi. They have Paul George. And you know that they are going to be a threat. Uh, to compete, you know, to see who to win the uh, Western Conference next year. They are. They just that's just a fact of what it's going to be. The only thing I can say positively about the Bulls and why you should come here, Alonzo, one, you don't want to go to LA because guess what? Kawhi is hurt. Paul George has shown you that he ain't that guy. So, you know, they they ain't ready. They they on the decline. You don't want to go to New York because Tibbs is crazy. He, he's gonna hurt you. You you see you see what he's doing to people. You saw Julius Randle in the playoffs. You're going to collapse. Come to Chicago. Know me with a nice young team, with a wonderful young core, with an Olympic athlete. Ooh, it feels good to say this now. With an Olympic athlete on our team out there. You got young Patrick Williams who you can pass to. We got Marco coming over. We got Vooch as the center position. Everybody likes moving the ball. Everybody likes each other. And everybody probably listens to the same music that you listen to. You don't have to worry about Kawhi Leonard talking about the Gap Band and 90s hip-hop. No, you can talk about Lil Baby. You can talk about the Baby. You can talk about all the guys going on right now. It wasn't the same time with you. The people who make Matt Peck cringe because he's like, who the hell is that? 
you can go ahead and have that here in Chicago, man, because this team is young and we're ready to do something. And it's Chicago. It's Chicago. We roll out the red carpet for you, man. So come on, Lonzo. Come on through, baby. Absolutely. See, that, that red carpet to me can't cost more than $20 million. That, that, <laughs> that, that's it. I'm sorry. Like, you know, we, we were talking uh, on, on yesterday's show about another potential answer to the Bulls point guard spot, and that's DeJounte Murray, who's maybe on the training block in San Antonio. Mm. Lowry maybe having interest, mutual interest with the Spurs. And the fact that he's under contract for the next three seasons for less than $20 million. Yeah. If I yeah. can get DeJounte Murray, he's on right now, or Lonzo at 23, God forbid, $24 million a year, give me DeJounte Murray. Like, I, I do not think that there is some big gap there where you say Lonzo is so much better and it's worth that much more money. The other element to this, and you kind of touched on it, is, is some, you know, ownership comparisons there. You know, Bulls fans all know the Reinsdorfs, they like to, to pinch their pennies. And Steve Ballmer, like when I saw this report that the Clippers were other team that's like with the Bulls leading in interest for Lonzo, I just thought of Steve Ballmer going insane and saying, you know, like I, the, the clip of him dancing like a lunatic at whatever like software drop party or, uh, you know, uh, forum that they had back in the 90s where he's losing his mind. And then the other one from the recent Clippers playoff game where he's just grabbing and throttling the upper thighs of two men on either side of him. And you're like, what is going on here? <laughs> Steve Ballmer needs to not be on the drugs that he is on. Like some, we need to worry about this man and maybe put him in a straight jacket. But it is that Steve Ballmer energy that makes the Clippers a serious threat here. If they really do want want Lonzo and the Bulls are really also high on Lonzo and competing for his services, you know, I, you know, let's not think about the Knicks for a second. Maybe just because Lonzo is like, hey, you know, if it's New York or or the Clippers, let's let's go Clippers. Mm -hmm. Um, and shout out to Chris, aka KLA Hoops, on Twitter, our guy Salim. Yeah. And one of the best Bulls and slash NBA cap people to follow on Twitter, Ryan, a.k.a. the Bulls GM. Because mm. I just threw this Lonzo Shams stuff out there with a tweet earlier today, and they took it and ran with it. And there's this great thread uh, where they're talking about the, the money aspect from the Clippers side of things and the fact that they are well over the cap and that they would have to do a lot of dancing, sign and trade if they wanted Lonzo that way. is probably off the table because one of the NBA rules – as far as the cap is, you can't do a sign and trade if you, after the completion of that sign and trade, still are a team over the cap. That's mm. something that the Clippers can't do, and it would be hard for the Clips to execute a sign and trade. And they also mm. basically just have no cap space. They are well over the cap. They've got all these bloated contracts. So even if Ballmer is willing to throw even more money at this because he really wants Lonzo, it won't be easy. Yeah, I say all of that to then say this. Not just Steve Ballmer, but any of the big market teams that have owners like that who say, just get it done. Get that player here. Mm -hmm. If the player wants to be there and that team wants that player to be there, cap rules be damned, that player will get there. Fact. That's how the NBA Fact. works now. Oh, right. how are we going to orchestrate a James Harden trade? How are the Lakers going to get Anthony Davis? How are we going to get Paul George and Kawhi to the Clippers? It never matters. All these people break their brains trying to figure out cap rules and trade this and trade that and this salary mm -hmm. and that contract. Mm -hmm. If a team and a player want each other, 
it happens. Mm. He is so right. <laughs> That's so correct. If you want, if they want you and you want them, it's going to happen. And there's nothing you can really say or do about it. So all your worry and concern about, well, you know, they would explode the cap. You know, like you won't have any draft picks for the next. It won't matter if they None want it, matters, it. dude. If they want it, that is so. It's so true. It's so. It's so simple that that it's brilliant. You know what I'm saying? It's so simple that it's complex. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's so true. Like if they want you, yeah. Like there's nothing you can do when two people just want to be together. Like that. That's it. It's gonna happen if they want it. And hopefully Lonzo wants to be here. If he really wants it, he wants to be here, man. And here's another thing: why he shouldn't go to the Clippers. He can't wear number two. Because guess why? Because Kawhi Leonard wears that number. So you'll have to change your number, sir. You can't have the number that you want. We got that number for you. And we up dying for somebody to take that curse off of that number. So please, you can come over here, man, and rock that number two and be all right and be wonderful, man. It'd, it'd be a good move for you. be a good move for you, man. Or, you know, if he wants to change things up, you know, just make a, a, a one-number switch and wear number one. Oh, that's, he that's, can't that's, help himself. That's, he cannot that's help himself. That's, he that's me. That's me ducking from all the Derrick Rose dance out there. Yeah, and rightfully so. <laughs> like, he can't help himself. <laughs> I was, I was mostly kidding about that. I know that that is. I know that is a completely out of bounds, not allowed. Yes. No one will ever wear that number again. You can't do it. You couldn't even get the man's locker. So, no, this is why you can't wear this man's number, all right? Like, it's impossible. You can't do it, man. Derrick Rose is royalty. You can't. It can't happen. And Matt, Matt is so, like, this is what is mind-blowing about this for me, Matt. You're willing to forego your deep, deep hatred for Lonzo Ball's father to get him on the team and be a point guard for this squad. That, that says a lot about you, sir. Hey, again, at the right price. I do not want to overpay Lonzo, and I don't think he's worth $25 million a year. I don't. I got you. I got you. I got you. On top of that, I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I do want a restraining order. <laughs> LeVar is not allowed within 100 yards of the United Center. He's just not. He can, can he come to a, like, a Bulls-Hornets uh, game? Can he come to that when his two sons actually play? No. <laughs> no. Or... Unless he signs, you know, some kind of contract where he agrees to not cause a scene, keep his, you know, like, you know, don't don't say anything, don't like yell at Billy Donovan, say, oh, put my son back in, whatever, whatever, you know. If if there's some kind of contractual agreement that he can come to with the Bulls about his behavior if he's in the United Center, then then I'd consider it. But but largely, okay. no, I would just prefer the restraining order from a man who has been kicked out of a stadium. He's telling him he can't come into a stadium because he's wild. <laughs> That's yeah, wild. My behavior was warranted. The Bulls were <laughs> the Bulls were kicking the Knicks ass and me and my brother had to let the Knicks fans know. We just <laughs> uh, we had to let them know. Who was worse, you or your brother? Which one was worse? Oh, my brother was far worse. Far worse? Oh, that's far saying, far worse. No, we I, oh, I got kicked out cuz I was with my brother. I I mean, don't get me wrong. I was talking some trash that night. I was definitely I'm talking sure, some man. trash. I'm sure. I, w I was keeping it clean as as far as language. Like, yeah. I was definitely insulting the Knicks and their fans and their yeah. basketball in, in capabilities that night. Uh -huh. But I was keeping it clean. My brother was not. Um, 
And that's all I'll say. And that's all I'll say. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> and, and that's how we left the garden that night. And that's the way being, the cookie crumbles. Being grabbed by the collars of our shirts from 300-pound security guards. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, oh, man. I wish I could have saw that. Bucket list. Have you ever been kicked out of a sporting event? N- no. I, I've been... <laughs> I've been asked to be moved uh, from where I was sitting. Okay, I went to a Blackhawks game, Matt, uh, with a friend of mine, and he said, hey, man, and I had on a Walter Payton jersey, and he said, hey, man, let's come on down, sit by the glass. This is right before the Blackhawks were, like, good, where tickets were, like, seven bucks. Yeah. And he was like, let's go sit by the, you know, glass. It'd be better. And I said, man, I don't know if that's the right move. I was like, I don't have no problem doing it, but, you know, I'm a black dude at a hockey game wearing a Walter Payton jersey. I'm, I'm kind of hard to, I'm kind of easy to spot. Right. Yeah, and you he stand like, out what? from the crowd of white people yeah. in hawk sweaters. Exactly, and he was like, "What?" He was like, "Dude, people do it all the time." I was like, "I hear you, but I'm telling you, it's different." And he was like, "Man, come on, we're doing it." And so we went down there. We're sitting by the glass, probably like five minutes. <laughs> Some lady comes down. Hey, excuse me, uh, can I see your ticket? I was like, "Ma'am, yes." And I'm looking at him like, "Dude," he was like. That's never happened. I was like, I've been coming here for you. He's going crazy. I've never been coming here for years. You guys have never done that. And I was like, yeah, but how many times have you hung out with somebody who looks like me? Right. David's like, just this blank face like, I told you, dude. <laughs> I tried to tell him. I was like, I appreciate that you couldn't see it, and that's why we're friends. <laughs> but it's the fact that I saw it. You got you to gotta hear me on this sometimes, bro. It was going to happen. So, yeah, that's the only time I've been asked to actually just move you know what i'm saying and like get back to the seat that you're supposed to be. right be- because because of some racist blackhawks fan in the stadium <laughs> yes. as, as a as opposed to me and my brother who were behaving horribly <laughs> right we're asking for <laughs> you son of a um, all right sir all right <laughs> uh, you know we weren't even really manhandled that badly like you know we were we were not politely asked to leave we were told to leave and we were physically right. escorted right but you know, the privileges of being white. It could have been much worse than it was had we not looked like two white men. Okay. Well, that's fair. It's, hey, man, you use it to your advantage, sir, and I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I, we, we should all be mad at that. We should all be mad at that. Fair. But, fair point. That's hey, Matthew Beck, All that matters, Bulls got the W that night. That's all that matters. Mm. That's how you do All it. All right. We will leave it there until tomorrow. We'll have a fresh episode coming for you guys on Wednesday. Uh, again, we have to wait another night. We can't talk about game four tomorrow because it doesn't happen yeah. until tomorrow night. But we will be here. Maybe we'll get into some mailbag. And uh, any other updates to come along as far as Bulls and NBA news. We also will have another USA exhibition game to react to because they are playing Argentina in just a couple hours here on Tuesday night. Ooh. So we will dive into all of that tomorrow on another Locked On Bulls. Thanks to our sponsors for today's show, Michelob Ultra, rockauto.com, beautifully read by Big Dave today, and Theragun. You can follow Big Dave on Twitter at Bowel Sports, B-A-W-L. You can follow me at Bulls underscore Peck. You can find us at Locked On Bulls and shoot us a text or a voicemail at 331-979-1369. For Big Dave, I'm Matt. Thanks for listening to Bulls Nation. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. See Red. Be good. Peace out. Lamar Paul. <laughs> wow!